welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here with a full cast of fathers. Uh, Tyler Big Herbie Herbach. What's up? And Trey Sticky Fingers Jose. Guess who's back? Back. Back. <laughs> back again. Daddy's Trey. back. <laughs> <laughs> The three-time COVID survivor just won't <laughs> go down without a fight. Trey, how you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. It made me get sober, so I feel <laughs> I feel weird. I'll just say that. At this point, you're like a national experiment. <laughs> um, well, just in case you're worried, me and Tyler are still drinking beers uh, through this recording, but... Uh, so go ahead and crack a beer with us. Uh, we appreciate that, uh, unless you're working or something like that or driving. Just do don't. it anyways. But yeah, dude, hey, man, you do you. No judgment. We won't tell anybody. Um, <clears throat> today, we're going over all the afternoon slash evening slash Monday night football games um, and covering all of those matchups, talking about who we would start and sit, and um, also at the end of the episode, giving you our starts of the week. What you're really here for. Which is uh, what we like to do and definitely um, the juicy stuff. So stick around for the starts of the week at the end of the episode. Um, first off, I guess let's, you know, right now, currently the Thursday night football game is happening. Obviously, Tua um, looks to have a serious brain injury. Um, at least that's what it looked like on the field. And so, you know, best wishes for Tua um, in that whole situation. We hope he's okay. Yeah, honestly, man, I don't want to speculate because, you know, things can happen. But, I mean, we talked about on the waiver wire episode how they seem to kind of skirt the whole concussion protocol for him. And everyone seemed like that was a problem. Like the NFL even said they're going to investigate it. You can't tell me that, like, what happened tonight, even though, Though, like, it was a bet, it was a bad hit. He slammed his head pretty hard. You can't tell me that what happened last week didn't have an effect on what happened tonight. And I think that investigation right. it only is going to get a little more serious. Oh, yeah. I'm like definitely concerned for the guy. Maybe I'm like overthinking it, but two weeks in a row having a head injury like that. I mean, there's a reason boxers don't fight, you know, within like a month of different fights or UFC fighters. When you get a brain injury like that, it's pretty serious. And he got two in a row. And the second one left him on the field, just like throwing up all these gang signs and shit. <laughs> and it's like, it's honestly, I'm pretty concerned. If I had a, if I, I hate to say it from like a fantasy perspective, but if I had Waddle and Hill, this might really affect them down the line because I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if he missed a good chunk of time from this. Or really, if he's not the same, you know, Antonio Brown after the Vontae's perfect hit, like brain injuries can be pretty serious sometimes. I don't want to be yeah. that guy, but you really, it, it's definitely a possibility that this might really change like the trajectory of his career. Yeah. If not end it, you know, that, that, that seriously is within the range of outcomes. So, you know, best wishes to him and, and prayers yeah. for him. And, um, you know, we hope he's, he's okay. We, we still haven't really gotten an update on his status, um, in the hospital. So they said he's moving all extremities and he's, and he's conscious. So, you know, that's all obviously really good, good signs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was a pretty scary, scary moment for sure. 
Helen Keller could move all her extremities too, but come on. <laughs> that's a bad example. <laughs> but I'm just saying, man, that's like, we got to hear more than that. Well, I mean, they're not going to, I mean, he's only been in the hospital for like a, an hour. Like how much you know update can they give the, the fans? I'm lighting the fires of Gondor, man. I'm telling you, if you got stakes in that <laughs> offense, be prepared. I'm honestly, I hate to make it a joke, but I'm being serious, man. If you got stakes in that offense, you really got to keep an eye on what's happening. Yeah, honestly, I think you could see a, a drop off of production for for Waddle and Hill, but they have a pretty competent backup in Teddy Bridgewater, who you know has been a starter in this league, and at one point it seemed like was on the verge of starting before he completely shredded his knee. Um, Is that his nickname? Shredded his knee? No, I thought it was Theodore Watercrossing. <laughs> <laughs> the return of Theodore Watercrossing. Theodore Watercrossing, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, either way, I think they'll be okay still. They might see a small drop-off, but he's a very competent backup. All right, with that, let's get into these uh, late-window games. Uh, starting with the Carolina Panthers taking on the Arizona Cardinals in Carolina. Uh, the Panthers. The Panthers are <laughs> one and a half point favorites. I know. It's weird. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> uh, over under is 42 and a half points. Yeah, the Arizona offense has been terrible. Um, we'll see how long Cliff has a job if this continues, but uh, right now, not looking good for Arizona, especially when you're the underdog to the Panthers, even if the Panthers are at home. Um, Let's start, I guess, with uh, James Conner news here. Missed Wednesday's practice, limited on Thursday with his knee injury. He played last week through the ankle injury, um, so he's a little banged up, questionable going into week four. But uh, if he's healthy and playing, you're you're still starting James Conner, right? I think you have to. But yeah. it's rough. You can go on, right? Oh, no. Yeah, uh, I was just agreeing with you there. Honestly, with James Conner, the other thing, I mean, he played last week through a different injury. He Now he's dealing with knee and ankle injuries. And he wasn't great last week, but I, I agreed. Yeah, you have to start him, I think, if, if he's playing. But he has been struggling like a mofo. He's only broken three yards of carry once this year, and that was when he yeah, carried I'm the ball sure. seven times for 25 yards. I'm sure that makes you feel good. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I, hate, I hate to say I told you so, but I don't hate to say it because I knew it was going to happen. It's going to be a shit show game. I'm really curious who's actually going to perform fantasy-wise on either side of the ball. Yeah, the uh, receivers are pretty much all dealing with injuries, um, except for Hollywood Brown. Um, who's obviously a start still in Kyler Murray, even though he had a pretty bad game last week. But A.J. Green is doubtful with a bone bruise. Dorch, the Dorch uh, is was limited at practice Wednesday and Thursday with back issues. Rondell Moore returned to practice on a limited basis Wednesday and Thursday. Still hasn't played all year, though, with that hamstring injury. Are you starting any receivers outside of Brown? I still think Dorch is a solid flex play, man. He's he's been putting up good numbers. Uh, he's clearly the third passing pass catcher in this offense behind Hollywood Brown, Zachers. And then right now it's been Dorch, so I think he's been putting up decent enough numbers to still throw him in as a flex. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, for now, he's definitely a good flex. You know, for the next couple of weeks, we'll see what happens once, you know, DeAndre Hopkins comes back. I think it's week six he comes back, or is it week seven? Because it's a six game? It's six game suspensions. He'll be back week seven. Okay, yeah. So he's still got, you know, another three solid weeks to perform, especially with these guys being injured. So I would agree. Um, Zach Ertz, I think, is going to be a really great play this week for sure. Um, More than 10 targets the last two weeks. Plus, these guys are all banged up. This is probably going to be the Zach Ertz and Hollywood Brown show. Okay. Um, on the other side of the ball, CMC, for whatever reason, seems to be listed on the injury report every single week. Um, it's always big news when Christian McCaffrey gets some sort of ding or injury in practice. So, uh, it added today, Thursday, with a thigh injury missed practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, they're optimistic that he can play, but keep an eye on his status, you know, going through the rest of this week. Um, and if you are the Christian McCaffrey owner, you should probably be picking up good old Deontay Foreman. Uh, would, you, would you go with Foreman or Chuba Hubbard, though? They're both there. I kind of have a feeling that if CMC's out, they're going to split carries. Yeah, I would go Foreman, but you're right. It, it's probably going to be a split backfield. Yeah, I would, sli- I would slightly lean Foreman also. But we've seen what we... We already saw what both these guys can do the last couple seasons. Juba Hubbard, every time he gets his opportunity, doesn't really take advantage of it. Down to Foreman, a couple places that he's been, doesn't really take advantage of his opportunities. It's going to be a really rough game. And on that point you might want to start the Cardinals defense. They're not super flashy, but they're available in like every league. And they're going up against Baker Mayfield and possibly not Christian McCaffrey. So that could be a nice flyer this week for you. All right, the receivers in Carolina, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson, any thoughts on those guys? None whatsoever. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, free DJ Moore. That's the thought. Get that man out of there. He needs a well, someone has to throw the ball. <laughs> yeah. well, that's what I'm saying. He needs to go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he yeah, need literally free him. Trade him to a competent quarterback, please. Yes. Let my people go. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why none of us drafted DJ Moore. We would have told you that um, going into draft season. The cost is just way too high for the situation and, and for what, honestly, DJ Moore has done in the past. So, Have know, any of us drafted him? I didn't draft no. him anywhere. Not this season. Yeah, yeah me neither. <laughs> I think I drafted him in one league last year. I think. Yeah, yeah. No, no, thank you. <laughs> um, let's move on to the Patriots taking on the Packers. The Packers right now are 10-point favorites. Um, God, over under 40.5 points. So, obviously, Vegas thinks the Pack are going to be putting up some points uh, in this one. Also, Mac Jones is dealing with that severe high ankle sprain. Um, you know, he was getting carted off the field and I saw quite a few memes and stuff on uh, the good old Twitter of him looking like he was, <laughs> he was on death's doorstep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is, you know, high ankle sprain. Yeah, it's painful, but come on, man. Hold it together a little bit until you get in the <laughs> locker room. Um, Bill said that uh, his at his press conference that he's day-to-day. That's all he would say, of course, in good old Bill Belichick fashion. But I, I would highly doubt that he plays this week. Um, 
So given that, um, Devontae Parker had a decent game last week, but we're not starting any of the passing options, right? In uh, or receiving options in this on this side of the ball. No, hell no. No, hell yeah. no. Yeah, not a chance. Hell I mean no. and you we do we should say that the uh ankle sprain that he's dealing with, it is being reported that the severity of it would lead most players to go get surgery on it. So it's that bad of a sprain. Um the chance of him playing, I would say, are next to none. Yeah, I would report that too if I was on Mac Jones uh in, in Mac Jones <laughs> <laughs> group or team um after those photos were released. Um the backfield situation, Ramondre Stevenson uh, right now is getting more snaps than Damian Harris, but Harris has been the better fantasy back because he's getting into the end zone. Either one of these guys worthy of a start, uh, in your opinion? Um, I would say Damian Harris is still worthy of a flex. R- Ramondre just has, like, he, like you said, he's on the field more, but he hasn't done much being on the field. Um, he had that one, he had a good game last week, but before that, I mean, he had only made like eight points on the season. So I think Harris is still the guy you'd rather have in your lineup, but I'm not going to start him. He's probably a flex boy. Yeah, I agree. David Harris kind of reminds me of Miles Sanders of past years on the Eagles. He seems to be like the clear cut better back, but they keep giving the ball to other people. Doesn't make sense to me. I like Damian Harris. I wish he got the ball more, but yeah, flex worthy at most. And on the other side of the ball, um, obviously the Packers um, are still trying to figure out their their passing game in this situation, but you're starting Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Um, I think Rodgers is a good play this week. I think they are starting to figure it out. Um, Romeo Dobbs uh, had the big game last week. Looks to be kind of one of the more reliable options in this passing offense. I think Romeo's a start this week, and, and you're probably able to flex him given that you either got him off the waiver wire or dropped him at the back end of your draft. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. He's great value, and you would know better than us being the Packers fan, but I, I see the same thing you're seeing. He seems to be the guy that's going to like emerge out of this receiving core. Lazard is banged up, and going into this game, Lazard's banged up, and, and Christian Watson is back at practice full, but he's going to have to earn his keep, you know? So I could see, I see a lot of Romeo in this game. Uh, Sammy Watkins, obviously still out as well. And Randall Cobb is 45 years old. So that's where we're at. <laughs> Has Christian Watson got a meaningful target ever since that first play of the season when he dropped that deep pass? He's been targeted a little bit, but he's also been dealing with injuries. So he didn't play at all last week due to injury. But when he does play, though, does I know he has like maybe six targets on the year. Are any of those other targets even meaningful? It seems like Rodgers was just like, I, I hate you. You're not doing anything <laughs> anytime soon. Well, any quarterback's going to hate you if you drop a easy walk-in touchdown for that would have been an 80-yard touchdown. I mean, it's not just Rodgers. Uh, you know, you gotta he holds grudges. He doesn't even talk to his family. You think he's going to have a problem not talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did that hurt you? <laughs> no, I mean, let's just not talk about the guy's personal life. Like, <laughs> his family. Hey, man, he's the one who made it public. Yeah, well, his his family's got some interesting background too. If you guys actually look into it, not just you know listen to the talking heads on ESPN. But hey, 
who am I to say, you know, what's what? Are you his fucking who? best friend? Like, what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talk on a daily basis. Actually, yeah, we're doing do ayahuasca together. Situation. We're doing that this weekend. Actually, on Saturday, we're gonna go do a little ayahuasca right before nice. the game. Right. <laughs> and then, so we'll be all primed and ready. Um, Perfect. I can't wait, dude. I'm gonna fucking take flight. We have a um, wedding on Saturday. Can I at least join the ayahuasca thing too? <laughs> we're just... Yes, we're doing it at. He's coming to the wedding. We're doing it at the wedding yeah. actually. So, oh, I would love all... to see Trey's speech on an ayahuasca trip. Uh, you've heard me talk on this podcast. You better set aside a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be sitting with the medicine for for quite some time. Um, I also would say I think Robert Tunyon is if you're looking for a, a streaming tight end, I could see him getting some some targets this week and some red zone targets given uh the banged up wide receivers in Green Bay. But that's it. Um let's move on to the Denver Broncos taking on the O and three Oak or Las Vegas Raiders. Uh somehow the Raiders are two and a half point favorites, even though they haven't won a game yet, Trey. Over-under is 46 <laughs> points. <laughs> the only uh, team you included the record in so far. <laughs> They're such a piece of shit. Devontae's got to be super happy with his decision. Probably never going to see the playoffs again, but hey, you know, go, <laughs> you know, good for him. Uh, let's start on the Denver side of the ball. Russell Wilson is currently the quarterback 24 on the season. The Raiders have been giving up a lot of points to the quarterback position, though. I think I was looking there within like the top five in terms of points per game given up to the quarterback position. So are you plugging Russell Wilson in again this week one last time? If if he can't do it this week against the Raiders, I would say just cut bait. Uh, their defense is struggling. They don't have Javon Merrick at safety. They're missing a couple of key linebackers. Their their only thing on their defense is their pass rush, which doesn't really matter because people are open fast. And like you said, they've been getting diced up by quarterbacks. So if Russell Wilson can't do it this week, I would definitely cut bait. And if you do have him, I would probably start him this week if you are in a bad situation. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. That give him one more week and then after that, yeah. You know, decide next week. I think a lot of people are cutting bait this week. They cut bait, I think, a week early. I think Russell Wilson comes back mm-hmm. with a little bit of a vengeance against a, a vulnerable defense this week and, and has a good game. Um, you know, I've seen him. He's been getting dropped in, in a lot of leagues. I, I'm sure if you have him on your team, you're considering benching him. I would just say if you're considering benching him for someone like, you know, like a Carson Wentz or – you know, some other middling quarterback, I would hold out one more week. Start him this week. If he doesn't do shit, then yeah, go ahead, cut bait and move on. But mm-hmm. I would start him this week. Um what about the running back situation? Um Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, it's fifty fifty right now. It's been underwhelming for Javante Williams managers. You know, I, I mean, are we playing Javante no matter what, obviously? Yeah, I mean, you, you have to, right? It's You probably drafted him in the second round for, for a lot of leagues, maybe the third. So the chances of you being able to sit him is really, really, really slim. So I think you have to, and you hope that it gets back to the point with what they were saying earlier in the offseason, that he's their guy. They want him to be the number one back. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. And once again, the Raiders are getting gashed, not only through the air, but on the ground. They're just a susceptible defense right now. So he he's a good start this week, I would say. So if you're looking for a flex option and Melvin Gordon's on your bench, would you consider throwing him in there um, in your flex? Ugh, it's tough. Um, I would say yes because it is a good matchup. Um, not quite as good as it is for the quarterback position, but it's still a good matchup. So I would think, yeah, you could probably throw him in there. Yeah, completely agree. Just like what I just said, the Raiders are just a horrible defense right now. I hate to say it, it sounds like I'm shitting on them, but I've seen everything, every snap, and it's not promising. I'll just say that. <laughs> Yep, and then the receiver situation on Denver. Tyler, I like how you wrote out this one. We were right about Cortland Sutton. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. We gave you some props. Being the the number one wide receiver for this offense, he's clearly the dominant force um, on this offense. I'm starting Cortland Sutton, obviously, but if you're relying on Jerry Judy, can you throw him in there again? You know, he missed on a big play last week. That would have really helped his fantasy day, but. Just five points combined in the last two weeks. Are you going back to the old Judy Well? I don't think you can until Russell Wilson proves he can perform better. He only has one game where he has 300-plus yards. Russell Wilson does. And it's really hard for you know two wide receivers to eat in offense where they're only passing for 200 yards a game. And it's pretty clear-cut at this point that Corlin Sutton is the only one that's going to eat until they expand that offense even more through the air. So if Russell Wilson's not doing better, I'm not starting Jerry Judy at all. Right, but didn't you just say that you expect Russell Wilson to have a bounce-back game and and beat up on your defense? So wouldn't you then throw Judy at least in your flex? Uh, not from what I've seen. Even in week one, you know, when uh, Russell Wilson had like a, a pretty decent game against Seattle, Jerry Judy, um, he had 100 yards and a touchdown, but he still only had seven targets, four catches, I just don't see it being reproduced. I wouldn't take that risk. I'd rather have Romeo, Romeo Dobbs. Dubs. Okay, I was just going to say Dobbs or Judy. Oh, uh, see, I read your mind. I'd rather have... Is it Dobbs? Yes, sir. I, Dude, I, I've heard it on every network as Dubs, so I'm not sure where you got your name Dobbs from. That's why I've been saying Dubs. He literally said it's pronounced Dobbs, but he doesn't care how you say it. Well, he doesn't care, so yeah. Dubs, Saquon, it's all the same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. uh, What about on the other side of the ball? Derek Carr, you know, probably starting up the car again if you're relying on him at quarterback. But, uh, you know, hopefully for his team, he can go out and win a game. Uh, But how are we feeling about the running back situation? Uh, for for Josh, I mean, he's just like just throwing these little knives out there, man. He's not even doing bad. Okay, he's yeah. not even doing bad. He's quarterback twelve on the year right now, so you can just slow your roll. That's what a loser would say. Uh, Josh Jacobs this week. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, he is the running back thirty on the season, but had his best game of the season last week. Um, how do you feel about Josh Jacobs? I'll just say he he has had a disappointing season, but they've only ran the ball 
I think, 50 times this year, and he has 42 of those carries. It's something like that. He's still the their majority ball carrier. And uh, last week he got five targets and five catches, which is nice to see because Brandon Bolden was their primary receiving back for the first two weeks. Um, right now we're just seeing Josh Jacobs' floor. And he even had an interview in the locker room last week where he said he's leaving every game feeling like he just did a, like a, a conditioning session. It, you know, he's left games where he hasn't even gotten a cut. So I think he's kind of nudging at McDaniels to be like, hey, use me more, which they should because their play action is horrible right now because they're not establishing the goddamn run. I, I would still keep starting Josh Jacobs. Even this week against the third best defense in the league against running backs? I, w- I would have to. Even last week, he still had a, an 11 point game, and the running back situation is really, really bad right now just across the NFL. I know, but. They were playing Tennessee last week. I mean, Tennessee's defense is not very good. Denver's defense is good, and like and they're like I said, they're the third best in the league against running backs. They're giving up just over ten points a game. He's averaging over five yards a carry. I'm just saying, I I wouldn't like put him as like a running back run, my running back one, but I wouldn't mind having him as like a low end RB two, maybe flex him if you're in a two flex league. Word up, um. Devontae Adams, obviously, you're starting. Darren Waller. Um, Hunter Renfro, still not past concussion protocol. Missed practice on Wednesday. That's what kept him out of the game last week. Um, if Renfro misses the game, you know, are you willing to deflect the uh, waiver wire guy, Mac Collins, who had a massive game last week, uh, this week? 18 targets in the last two games. Yeah, he hasn't getting a lot of targets lately, and he was like their offseason darling. People love Mac Hollins. He's actually a team captain, which is kind of crazy. He he plays special teams. He's one of the highest graded special teams guys for him. Like the, the team just loves him. And obviously Derek Carr does, because in crucial situations last week he was passing the ball to him. So I would say he's definitely worthy of looking at in the flex. I wouldn't be surprised if eventually the Raiders get things together and start targeting Devontae Adams a lot more. But since Renfro's been out, you know, 19 targets, that's not bad. Yeah, and Renfro missed practice again today on Thursday. Um, it's very unlikely that he's able to pass concussion protocol before the game on Sunday. So, yeah, Matt Collins is a pretty damn good flex play with Renfro out. I would agree with that. Trey, final word, do the Raiders get their first win of the season against the Broncos? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> um, only if Russell Wilson has a bad game which it seems like he might because he's been playing like shit. It's a prove-it game, really, for both teams. Yeah, it is. Should be a good game, um, hopefully. But it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens. Uh, The Chiefs taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Sunday Night Football. Um, I guess this game will officially be in Tampa after Hurricane Ian. Um, Prayers to everyone who who went through that uh, crazy-ass hurricane as well if you're listening from the area. But uh, right now, the Chiefs are two-point favorites. Over-under is 45 points. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, it's a bit of a committee, but he's had some decent games. He's getting a lot of of pass-catching opportunities and is also getting majority of the goal line carries. How do you feel about him going up against a tough Buccaneers front? Um, who are giving up less than 10 points per game to the running backs. 
I mean, it's it's really tough. Um, he is getting. I mean, he's getting a, a like you said, a good pass catching opportunities, which I like. What you would have thought would have gone to you know uh, McKinnon, and he is getting the goal line work, which is another thing. So you might have to rest your hat on him, you know, scoring the goal line, but pretty hard to do when you got you know a guy the size of Vita Vea in the middle of that defense. So, yeah. um, I think he's probably no better than a flex play this week. Um, but I think in terms of like the long run. I think he's still the guy that you could pretty much start week in and week out. Um, I'm just kind of downgrading him to a flex play this week. Yeah, I agree. And his stats kind of go to speak as what I was saying earlier is it's like such a bad year for running backs right now. I mean, he barely has a hundred yards. He has one rushing touchdown, barely has a hundred receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns, and he's number four running back in PPR number eight in standard. Like all the running backs are underperforming right now. So if that continues to be the case, he's definitely worth starting because I guess the the ceiling for running backs right now is just dropped dramatically. Yeah, I would say if if you do have Clyde and you can sell him before this game, I probably would, depending on the return that you get. But if you're in a more competitive league, a lot of the fantasy analysts around the the industry have been saying to sell Clyde so it might be kind of difficult but in a more casual league you might be able to get a nice return for Clyde I think he might struggle um, in this game against against the Bucks. so sell him now if you can and, and try to cash in on that on those 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 kind of big games that he's had already um, for the receiver situation I'm not starting any Chiefs receivers I mean it's just too unpredictable at this point um what about you guys yeah i agree it's pretty unfortunate to see that our guy our offseason darling sky Moore, has not yeah, really what emerged happened to that? yet <clears throat> who knows no i didn't em- emerge he's not even seeing the field let alone emerge did you see him on punt return last week boy looks like he's scared to catch a football and get hit ah uh, you know his time will come Maybe he's a slow learner. (laughs) That's why he was playing D2. Time to buck up, kid. Like, what he was doing on punt return last week, I would be benching him as well if I was a coach. Like, come on, man. It's, I know he's a rookie, but holy shit, man. It was, it was pretty bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, with the receivers, if I'm starting anyone, I'm starting Juju. And even then, I'm not doing it confidently. Flex at best. If you got him as a wide receiver one or two, you got yourself in a real bad position. You better start making trades. Nothing to say about your uh, your your boy there, Tyler? No, yeah. I did. I said, said he's not emerging. He's barely even seen the field. I mean, <laughs> hey, man, sometimes when you're wrong, you're wrong. I mean, maybe it changes later in the season, but right now we were fucking dead wrong. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, more like ground I mean, more. <laughs> more like more like bench more huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh other side of the ball chris godwin limited on wednesday had a veteran rest day on thursday yeah that's uh, the thing but, <laughs> like, not in my like day i feel like he's not enough of a veteran to get a veteran rest day but i guess if you're coming off of injury maybe but uh, Tampa Bay is getting Mike Evans back from the suspension. Hopefully he doesn't uh, cheap shot anybody else. Julio Jones is expected to return this week as well. 
Russell Gage took advantage of all those guys being out last week. But uh, who are you starting this week? Obviously, Mike Evans, you're starting. Chris Godwin, are you worried about plugging him in if, if he's good to go? Do you think he's going to be on a snap count? Yeah, you know, it's, it is a little concerning because, like, this week in practice has not been good. I mean, you know, limited Wednesday, rest day Thursday. Tomorrow's a walkthrough. There's a pretty good chance he's going to be a game-time decision. And if that's the case, then you're screwed because they're playing Sunday night. So right. either you have to have, you know, I would say you have to have Russell Gage or Julio on your bench just to be just in case that happens. Um, if I don't have one of those guys to kind of fall back on, I'm thinking I would leave him out of my lineup for right now. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you just said. Yeah, I do as well. Whether or not Gage is, or whether or not Godwin is back, though, are you are you starting Russell Gage after the game last week? I would. I've been stashing Gage in a lot of leagues, um, waiting for like this precise moment to happen, and it did. So, I mean, 13 targets, 12 catches. Obviously, Tom Brady had a lot of trust in him with that uh, diminished receiving core. So if it happens again, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but I mean, last week you had Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Julio Jones all out. He had no one else to throw the ball to. If there's a pretty good chance all three of them are back, and if that's the case, then I mean Julio is just or not Julio, but Russell Gage is just you know waiting in the wind. So I don't know, man. I mean I'm bank banking banking all this on what happens with with, with Chris Godwin. Um, Doesn't Russell come out of the slot? I mean, yeah, but the I mean he was there the first two the first couple weeks when only one injury was there with Godwin, and he still didn't get looks. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, I think I'm looking elsewhere. Just too unpredictable in this passing game right now. Unless you have Mike Evans, obviously, but I I would have to agree. I think I'm I'm looking at other options. Um let's do this. Zay Jones or Russell Gage. Slash Chris Godwin. Oh God. <laughs> if Godwin's plays, I'm putting Godwin in. Um, but again, if he's a game time decision, that's a really hard decision to make unless you have somebody to fall back on. So um, if I knew ahead of time, if we like found out on Saturday or Sunday morning, you know, before the game started that Russell or that Godwin was good to go, then I had no problem throwing Chris Godwin into my lineup. Uh, well, let's just say Zay Jones or Russell Gage, and I'll do that question. I would do Zay Jones <laughs> just because he gets a lot more snaps and a lot more targets consistently so far. Okay. That's a rough uh, one, though. <laughs> Leonard Fournette, obviously, you're starting. It was um, interesting. Uh, Byron Leftwich said he needs to get Rashad White more involved in games. We'll see how true he is to that. But uh, for right now, it's just Leonard Fournette and no one else. Um, let's move on to the Monday night football game. Rams taking on the 49ers. Right now, the Niners are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Over-under is 42 points. Uh, Matthew Stafford has not been great um, this season so far, throwing more interceptions than TDs. Um, really only has that connection with Cooper Cup and no one else. You know, Allen Robinson has been not great. Horrible. <laughs> Probably should have had a touchdown last week. Uh, Could have had a couple. Could have had a couple. Um, 
but man, it, it's been tough to to rely on him. So what are you doing with this offense? I mean, is it Cooper Cup and no one else? Because right now Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson are, are basically splitting snaps as well. I think it was more Cam last week than Daryl. So a lot of question marks right now. Uh, God, it's so rough. It sucks to see Allen Robinson not performing yet, but obviously that's just a result of Matt Stafford not really performing. Um, as far as receivers go, yeah, it's only Cooper Cup for me right now. And the running back situation, I know Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson are splitting carries, but it does seem like as the season progresses, Cam Akers is slowly getting more work than Daryl Henderson, which is kind of what we presumed coming off of that injury last year and how he looked in the Super Bowl. Um, if I had to choose, I'm rolling with Cam Akers. It's a tough decision, but you know, I'll say for the third time, the running back landscape is really shitty right now. So if you had to take a risk, I'm going Cam Akers. I'd like to choose option C and choose someone on another team. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. I'll go back and take that option. Yeah, uh, it's tough, man. I think you're right. I think right now in this offense, it's Cooper Cup and no one else that you want to have in your lineup. It just it is what it is. I think Matthew Stafford's in that same position as Russell Wilson was. That we talked about earlier about him, you know, absolutely being droppable. The difference is that Matthew Stafford is up against a tough matchup this week where Russell Wilson has a good one. So I don't think I'm going to wait and see with Matthew Stafford. I'm thinking I'm going another direction right now. You know who deserves to be mentioned is your Higby, Tyler's Higby. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't bring him up. He is, yeah. you know, tight end 11 right now in standard, tight end 7 in PPR. He's played at least 94% of the snaps every game this season. 11 targets week one, nine week two, four last week. But, I mean, right now he is a top 12 tight end. So I guess, you know, he's another player on their offense that is worth starting. Yeah, I mean, and that's tough as well, um, just because of where the tight ends are. But this, have you guys seen how many points a game San Francisco gave him to tight ends? No. (laughs) 1.6. Yeah, 1.6. That's by far the best in the league. So um, and that's because they have great linebackers. I mean, the the Niners have like three or four really, really good linebackers out there. I mean, Tyler Higby's going to have a bad game. This is not the, the time to, to roll with that. There's shit all over my my what I'm saying. That's a good point. Definitely a really good. Point. <laughs> yeah, Tyler Higby. If, if if Tyler's not playing Tyler Higby, then there should be no Tyler's <laughs> playing Tyler Higby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the other side of the ball <laughs> um gosh man jimmy g struggled last week pulling the old oh. dan orlovsky running out of the back of the end zone <laughs> like who's surprised but... who's surprised <laughs> i'm surprised that guy who started as many games as garoppolo has runs out of the back of the end zone i'm surprised by that yeah um but Jeff Wilson, you know, was a big waiver wire ad after the um, unfortunate Elijah Mitchell 100th injury. Um, are you plugging Jeff Wilson back in? Seems to be the bell cow in this offense. Outside of Debo, obviously. I mean, absolutely. Last week, he literally got all but one touch from the running back position on this team last week. So right now, it is Jeff Wilson. It's only Jeff Wilson. And it seems like we always talk about them being committee backfield, but I remember saying the exact same thing a, a couple points last year because they keep getting all these injuries, and then there's just one guy that Kyle Shanahan has to rely on. 
and when you know you're down to one guy, you're gonna you gotta ride with him, right? So Jeff Wilson is the guy this week. It's great. Oh yeah, definitely. He's got five and a half yards per carry, ten yards per catch. The last two games, he just needs to get the ball more. And even then, the last two weeks, he has basically double digit games. So he's definitely a starter. All right, and then it's uh, Debo Samuel and no one else, right? Yeah, I mean, I was Ayuk is still kind of like toying with us a little bit, but he's not you know enough to really consider yet. Yeah, I'm just holding on to him, hoping that Jimmy G figures out how to be a good quarterback for the first time in his career, but we'll see. George Kittle is back. He did play last week, but was, wasn't was really targeted uh, too heavily. Kind of a weird game, but, I mean, are you playing George Kittle, or would you rather play someone like a David Njoku or no, Tyler Zeke? <laughs> definitely not Tyler Sixby, but no, you're de- you gotta play Kittle. I mean, if he's in the lineup, you gotta give him the chance. I mean, you draft him in probably the third or fourth round, right? Like you, you Ooh, have to throw him in high. there. I that hope you didn't th- draft him that high. He was like <laughs> fifth rounder. Yeah. Okay. I mean, e- either way, that's a really high pick for a tight end. Um, you have to play him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That pretty much does it for uh, the matchups. So let's get into the starts of the week. Ooh. Who wants to start here at quarterback? No, shoot. Should I? Okay, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. All right, you go. All right, I'll do it because I think it's the first time he's been a start of the week on this podcast ever. So I would like to welcome. Trevor Lawrence to being one of our starts of the week. You're welcome. He's gonna be he's gonna be my start of the week against the Eagles. Um against the Eagles. Yeah, that's a pretty good defense. But right now he's proven that he's got a pretty good floor and he continues to get better every week. You know, he's averaging around 230 yards and 30 pass attempts. And this is a revenge game for Doug Peterson going back to Philadelphia playing against the Eagles. And Doug Peterson's proven himself to be a pretty good coach so far on the Jaguars, which is not hard to do after following up Urban Meyer. But either way, he looks like a good coach, and Trevor Lawrence is passing the ball around really good. The receiving core looks pretty solid for him. Like they're like, uh, I think the Jaguars are like fourth in the league right now in touchdowns scored, which is pretty crazy. So I like him this week against the Eagles. Yeah, that okay. was a bit... We had a bit of a debate, James and I, on the waiver wire, because... It's tough. Like they're up and coming. The revenge game, I think, always plays a factor. But Philly's a really tough defense, man. And so um, I can't remember exactly where James fell. I'm, I'm, a, I said, I think you, you're good to roll the dice on the revenge game factor and uh, see what what he can do this week. He's gonna pull out all the stops, man. I expect some like special trick plays, shit like that. I think James Robinson is a really nice anchor to have behind you because he's been running the ball really well all year. So as long as he's running the ball well, I think Trevor Lawrence will have a pretty, at least a solid game, 20 points. All right, Tyler, who's your quarterback? I'm going to go with old Matt Ryan. Um, old Matt. Old Matt. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard, to, it's hard to say old Matt when you still got older Tom Brady in the league, but, you know, just roll with it. Um, so last week, I mean, we finally saw the glimpse of what Matt Ryan we thought we were going to see when he first came to the Colts. Um, 
I think him and Frank Wright are starting to put this together. I think they're figuring out the best way to attack defenses and the best way to kind of work together on it. But the matchup this week is great. The Titans are giving up 23 points per game to quarterbacks. That's way up there. Um, and on top of that, Matt Ryan, regardless of him being, you know, having not great fantasy games, he has been very accurate. He's actually in the top 10 for lowest percentage of poor throws in the league. Um, he's ranking number nine. So that's a really good thing. Um, I like that he's he's accurate with the ball. You know, he's going to put the ball where it needs to be. He's not going to risk putting it in a bad spot. So uh, Matt Ryan's going to be a really good play this week. Yeah, Matty Ice looking more like an old Tempur-Pedic Matt Triss, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, that's uh, a good one. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how comfortable I feel (laughs) starting Matt Ryan. But hey, you know I believe in you. Prove me wrong. Uh, Get him off the waiver wire. You certainly can. That is without a doubt. Uh, My quarterback start of the week. No, I'm not a homer. I've seen this guy drops <laughs> in some homer. leagues. I think he's going to throw for at least three touchdowns this week. QB, Aaron Rodgers. New England's giving up the eighth most fantasy points per game to the quarterback position. I think the the Packers are really starting to figure out um, their offense and their passing game and, and who they want to feature. Um, so I think I think Aaron Rodgers goes on a tear this week. I think he has a really big game. I, I think you see some of those nice little shuffle passes at the at the goal line to Aaron Jones for one or two touchdowns. I think he throws at least three this week and dots up New England pretty well. So he might even be a streaming option for you if he was dropped in your league. So uh, I'm firing up old Raj. Way to go out on a limb with the back-to-back MVP. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? You got I'm Michael kidding. Pittman as your start of the week out receiver. All right. Yeah, because Matt Ryan is going to have a great week. Didn't you just hear? But, <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But either way, receivers are tough to do. But we'll get to that anyway in, in a second. So I guess we'll move on to running backs. And I my running back start of the week is going to be Rashad Penny versus the Lions. He's really been struggling this year, as many running backs have. But he's still averaging over five yards a carry, and he really gets going when he gets more than 10 carries. And this goes back to like his rookie year. So I, I think if he gets the ball a decent amount versus the Lions, which he should, which he should uh, he's going to have a great game and finally prove his value in that offense. And plus, the, the Detroit Lions are giving up over 5.5 yards per carry to some uh any like to decent running backs so far, and even the backup running backs behind those running backs were averaging over four yards per carry. So I, I think Rashad Penny is really primed to have a really good game this week. Yeah, imagine um, choosing to play with Derek Carr instead of the back-to-back MVP. That would, that would be a pretty <laughs> crazy decision. <laughs> You're still thinking about that. <laughs> hey, it's all about uh, friendship, man. It's all about friendship, and we know Aaron Rodgers is an asshole. Man, you're about as petty as Aaron Rodgers no, he's is. Not. <laughs> yeah, we're we're petty together, and that's all right. We're gonna go do ayahuasca this weekend, so and just but, see yeah. that all the people <laughs> just see that all the people have wronged you in your lives. Yeah, how you yeah. get back end at them? End of ayahuasca on his nuts, dude. Uh, hey, yeah, crazy things happens when you're sitting on the medicine. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, who's your uh? <laughs> 
What position are we? Running back. Running back. Running back. <laughs> Uh, I'm going with Damian Pierce. I'm going back to our our training camp darling. Um, he's playing the Chargers. The Chargers already give up the fifth most points to running backs in the league, and they just put Joey Bosa on the IR. So that doesn't bode well. I understand Joey Bosa is a pass rusher, but he's a damn good run de- defender as well. So that's gonna be tough, man. Plus, we talked about it. You know, if you listen to our our early games episode, Damian Pierce really has a stranglehold on this backfield now. So I expect him to go in there and and really put in work. Oh yeah, wait until he starts getting like passing work. He could be a top five running back. That's the only thing holding him back. Uh, my running back is going to be Jamal Williams, playing against the Seahawks, giving up twenty points per game. Okay. Um, DeAndre Swift is not going to play this week. There's no way they're going to play him if he's dealing with injury and they're they're playing against the Seahawks. I think Dan Campbell thinks he can win this game without him. So, uh, Jamal Williams, fire him up. If you got him off the waiver wire, if you've been holding on to him on your bench, go ahead, fire him up. Yeah, honestly, I think the Seahawks are so bad, the little Giants go in there and win this game. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think, I think old, old Moranis as the uh, head coach will come in there and do a, f- a fine job. So, uh, Dan Campbell actually having something to you know, some background and, and actually showing that he could be a decent coach in this league is going to be just fine. Might be a little early, but I'm going to take my victory lap and say, I, I told you, should have drafted DeAndre Swift in the first round. Already getting injured. And Jamal Williams, <laughs> the Voltron, all the points, even before he got injured. Are you going to victory lap that? He's been like the <laughs> top three running back. Yeah, so he'd be far. even better if Jamal Williams wasn't Voltron some points from him early on in the season like i said i'm just saying i'm not saying deandre swift is bad but i knew the injuries were coming and that jamal williams would just be right there on his heels the entire time and you you know i'm right about that right now he might miss the next three weeks if you've been seeing that they might want to hold him out until after the bye week to be only the next two weeks and then the bye week doesn't count because he's can't play either way what's i'm saying so then you don't have a starting running back for three weeks obviously the bye week doesn't kind of count but it's like come on someone from someone in the first round you're missing him that early in the season it would suck but you know i'm not a person who drafted him like that so i don't have to worry about it so <laughs> my wide receiver start of the week <laughs> you kind of can hurt. though yeah but some guys are more easy to predict either way let's move on to wide receivers uh jim doesn't like this but michael Pittman is Real my star of the week deep. <laughs> oh man, you're fucking going crazy with this pick. I, I don't see how you could see this being a star of the week. This has become a really contentious episode. We're <laughs> <laughs> just mad that we haven't been on the podcast together in like two weeks. <laughs> we haven't been able to debate this. Shots yeah. coming across the bow. Honestly, I, I am bad at choosing wide receiver starts of the week because it's so damn deep. But I, I'm going with Michael Pittman. And obviously, Michael Pittman is a starter, anyways. But this week, he is. Definitely, I mean, he has a chance to be not, like the number one wide receiver. He might have multiple touchdowns. Yeah, he was injured in week two with a quad injury. Week three, he bounced back perfectly fine. Um, the Tennessee secondary is very weak. Their defense is not very good. They've given up six touchdowns to wide receivers in three games so far. Michael Pittman is the only receiver really catching touchdowns on that offense. I mean, he is pretty much primed for like a, a two-touchdown game. He's going to have a, a an amazing week this week. Tyler, I I like the take. Um, and Trey, you're gonna hate this take though. 
My star of the week <laughs> is going to be Omari Cooper. The pooper. Yeah. Hey, man. I mean, right now he's the big shit on the block, okay? Hey, honestly, <laughs> I can... I, Hey, I, that's not a victory lap for me. I completely 180'd on it. I'm on the Amari Cooper side now. Hey. I'm starting him in a couple of leagues. The leagues hey, that I was like, fuck it, I'll that. draft him. Hey, that's why you got to diversify <laughs> your assets. I was, hate, I was hating him all offseason, still drafted him in two leagues. You know, you got to diversify, and it works. Yeah. Hey, that works, man. But yeah, Amari Cooper's had back-to-back pretty damn major games. The one thing in his career he's never done is have three hundred yard games in a row. That's going to change this week. He's going for over hundred yards for the third straight game. And the reason for it is because the Falcons are actually worse than the Titans even are at giving up points to receivers. They're giving up 39 points per game. They've also given up six touchdowns. And as of right now, he's the only person that Jacoby Brissett can really throw the ball to. He's going to have another big game. I'm with you. That shit don't stink. That's for sure. Um, Chris Olave is going to be my receiver start of the week. Every other receiver pretty much banged up with some sort of injury on this offense, and Olave has been pretty great, uh, especially for a rookie. He's averaging 9.7 targets per game right now, which is top 12 in the league, and uh, I think he has a big game this week given the opportunity. So Chris Olave, fire that boy up. I saw a cool stat about Chris Olave. Um, I think he might be top three wide receivers in the league as far as air yards. So, I mean, Jameis has no problem just flinging the ball up to him, which is, I love to see it. Yeah, we know. Oh, love we, to see it. Olave to see it. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, I love to see it. <laughs> yeah. We know Jameis isn't scared of, of throwing him up. So, not, not at all. Yeah. All right, yeah, Steve, he, you're tied in. My tight end start of the week, uh, speaking of guys who Jacoby Brissett can only really throw the ball to besides Amari Cooper, is David Njoku. Not only does Atlanta struggle against receivers, they really struggle against tight ends. And it's really no secret because the last two weeks, both of their opponents sent nine targets to their tight ends. And in the last two weeks, both teams were very successful as those tight ends averaged 88 yards and over 10 yards per carry in both games against the Falcons in the last two weeks. And Njoku is the only other big part of their passing offense. He plays 90% of the snaps for him consistently. It's just a match made in heaven, I think. You know, he's not going to have an amazing game, but if you see 80 yards and five catches, you know, you got a 10-point game right there, which is a solid game for a tight end. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my start of the week at 10 is going to be TJ Hawkinson. Seems like we've had oh a lot of love for the God, Lions. Dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what? Come on. He's a Hawkinson, dude. Yeah. Dude. Hey, not, what? He's not a jockey pick. He's been. Oh, we talked about. A shitty talked pick. About... <laughs> <laughs> hey. All right. There's so many. There's so many injuries on the Lions offense right now. DeAndre Swift is out. Almond Ross St. Brown is out. Josh Reynolds is trending upwards like he's going to play. But DJ Shark landed on the. On the way on the injury report today and mispractice, he might not play at all. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I mean, someone's got to step up with all these injuries. So why not it be TJ Hawkinson, who we know has the talent and we know is playing a really terrible defense? The uh, Seahawks are the sixth worst defense against tight ends. They are going to give up, give it up in the middle of the field. It just it is what it is. Uh, Hawkinson is going to have a good game. He's going to have his first big game of the season. Hey, if he doesn't have a big game because. 
if he doesn't in this game, I mean, is he ever going to have a big game? If he doesn't have it this week, let's just say it right no. now on this podcast, he's never allowed to be a start of the week <laughs> ever again. <laughs> he, he is banned. Tyler, if you're going to choose him this week, you have to make that promise that if he scores <laughs> five points or whatever, you're never going to choose him again. All okay? right. What what's the only five? I mean, he had nine points last week, so I mean, five is easy. Okay, well, yeah. If he doesn't score a touchdown, how about that? Since apparently he's the only target. <laughs> All right, it's a deal. Okay, it's on wax. It's gonna be Tyler Sigby the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Tyler's Conklin. That's who you should really be taking. I mean, I don't know. Tyler's. Zach Wilson's back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Multi- good point. multiple multiple Tyler tight ends to choose from, dude. So, hey, well, yeah, we're in good company. Uh, <laughs> hey, you should have played tight end. Uh, my <laughs> tight end is gonna be uh, I'm actually going with the stack here, dude. Like, I'm basically in Jesus. Lambo this week. <laughs> 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 I'm going with Big Bob Tanyan, dude. Um, oh man. Stacking him with Rodgers, my start of the week. I think Tunyon gets in the end zone this week. Like I said, the receivers are banged up. Seven targets last week for Tunyon. He's a solid streaming option Okay, at the position, unlike Hawkinson, who was drafted everywhere and is on everyone's bench. Tunyon is a nice streaming option this week. He's going to get red zone targets, and I think he gets in the end zone this week. That's all you really want out of your streaming tight end. Do you think he'll have more than eight points? Yes. I mean, he gets in a t- he, if he catches a touchdown, it's at least six and a half. Double digit points for old big. Bob Ooh, there it is. Pond. There it is. Now you're putting your had, money where your mouth is. He has had double digits since last year, week two. Oh, week seven. That's why it's a solid pick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man! <laughs> All right, guys. Before we sign off, I did want to say this: there is breaking news on Tua. Uh, he do- they are expecting him to be discharged from the hospital tonight and be able to travel back home with the team. So that's obviously really good news that they're able to you know push him forward and he's gonna be able to go home with the team. That's that's huge because I mean the way it looked, he's looked like he'd been in the hospital for the next week. Well, I like how you said push him forward because he's probably in a fucking wheelchair right now. <laughs> So. Well, when you leave the hospital, everyone is. They have to. It's, it's law. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, we're not signing off quite yet because I got my defenses of the week. Mm. Let me just run through those real quick. I'm sorry for the disrespect. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't be disrespectful, me. dude, because I got some good ones. I'll do them real quick for you, though. First one, Jim, you're going to like this. This is like the big yeah. uh, waiver wire pickup of the week, which was surprising to see because no one really goes after defenses that hot. Uh, Green Bay's defense versus the New England Patriots. They've been shutting teams down in the last two weeks. They haven't allowed more than 12 points a game or 300 yards in either of the games last two weeks. Obviously, New England's offense is struggling. Green Bay should have a really good game against them, but they also have a really good schedule coming up in the next four weeks. You know, This week, they play the Patriots. Next week, they play the Giants. After that, the Jets. After that, the Commanders. They're just going to run through the whole... I mean, are they just like staying in the Northeast? I know they're going to play some games at home, but these are all Northeastern teams that suck ass and they have a great defense. So they're a good team to have for the next four weeks. If you got them this week on the waiver wire, which a lot of people did, it looked like in every league that I play, you're in a good position. 
Yeah, I was spending uh, money on him in the waiver wire just because I saw the schedule and I was like, Jesus, that's a defense for the next five weeks or four weeks, you know? Yeah. So, I was surprised. I was like, oh, people are spending fab on defenses. Here we go. But yeah, definitely a great pickup to have. Probably one of the best waiver pickups I've seen this week, which sounds crazy, but it's a great defense to have. Uh, moving on from that, I really like the Giants against the Bears, which sounds crazy. The Giants defense is nothing special, but any team that plays Chicago and Justin Fields needs to be started. In three games, Justin Fields hasn't had more than 300 passing yards, and he's already thrown four picks. He is probably the worst quarterback in the league. you got to start any defense that plays the Bears. Um, moving on from that, I really like the Vikings against the Saints. Once again, another defense that's really nothing special about him, but they have a really favorable matchup against Jameis. Um, any defense that's gone against the Saints has had double-digit points this year. Jameis is a turnover magnet, and you know defenses, like I said, just are doing great against the Saints, so you got to keep rolling against the Saints with defenses. Last but not least, it kind of hurts me to say, uh, the Denver Broncos against the Raiders. you got to start the Broncos' defense. Um, the Raiders' offensive line has just been constantly shuffling. They cannot figure out who their starters are going to be. Derek Carr has been under constant pressure this year. They gave up six sacks to the Chargers a few weeks ago, back when Joey Bosa was healthy. Um, and also, Las Vegas has been fumbling the ball, whether it's Carr or Renfro or any other ball carrier. They have a hard time holding on to the ball right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders have a lot of turnovers this week and the Broncos get a lot of sacks against them, which is a great thing for a defense. So the Broncos defense is a really good start this week. And that wraps up my defenses of the week from Stinky. Hell yeah. Uh, uh yeah i guess i don't want to talk about the raiders like that but i have to for the sake of the listeners <laughs> well uh best of luck to you and, and raider nation this week man if you go on four geez, that'll be tough four, so, i'm smashing everything i own onto <laughs> <the floor. laughs> um all right well that'll do it for uh this episode so good luck this weekend thank you for listening and uh catch us next week next tuesday for the waiver wires for week five and of course our matchup episodes next week so hit us up on twitter at the ff fathers if you have any start sit questions going into the weekend and uh let's have a weekend huh boys hell yeah bye